0: Log Talk Radio Hallelujah, Hallelujah. What a blessing to be here. What a blessing to be here. What a blessing to be in your blessed nation. And as we are standing, I want us to pray right away. Mighty Father in heaven, the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob the mighty god of elijah and moses the god of isaiah ezekiel and daniel Ezekiel Daniele Mighty Father the God of our Lord Jesus look today we are gathered here in the mighty name of Jesus that the nation of Botswana may get to hear this and prepare the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Mighty Father, heaven belongs to you. And I plead with you today to open the gates of heaven over this land that this nation like Kenya may feed on the abundance of the house of the Lord. That revival of this hour may come. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a blessing to be here. At this very, very important time in the history of the church. What a great blessing for me to finally be in Botswana. Hallelujah. Why do I come to Botswana? Why should I come to this beautiful nation? I I have heard about you for a very long time, very developed, and it is true I saw, when I came I saw, your roads are more marked than the roads I see in Europe so it's very powerful but why do I come to you now listen precious people and servants of the Lord here the reason the Lord brings me now is because the Lord, the God of heaven, <inaudible> He has already spoken with me. <inaudible> and He has spoken with me <inaudible> about a most important event, <inaudible> a most anticipated event, a most anticipated event, an event for which the church was born. That is how mighty it is. An event which was the reason for which the Holy Spirit came. And I want you to know that. This is going globally. So I want you to know that this is the moment for Botswana. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because there is something the Lord is doing globally. And I don't know why Botswana first why I have not been to South Africa? And I I pass there when I'm going to Venezuela and wherever. Only the Lord can tell why Botswana now. Did you understand me? I want us to understand very clearly some of these arrangements so that we may perceive, behold, the gravity of this. Now listen to this now. If the Lord has spoken with me about a most important event, then what is that event? Listen very carefully, precious The Lord Jehovah, Jehovah. He has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. Now listen to me. The Lord has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. And this is the event that the nations have been waiting for and continue to wait with a lot of anxiety. Why? Because that day is the reason the earth was created. That day is the reason Jesus went to the cross. That day is the reason the Holy Spirit came. Listen to me very carefully. Precious people. The day of the coming of the Lord, as I am going to share with you the conversation of the Lord, is an irretrievable day. It will not be retrieved when it happens. And that's why, this becomes a very important forum. Mm. This is an important platform mm. for preparing the yeah. church yeah. and also the nation of Botswana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that yeah. when the nation will assemble, When you look there, you will see that Botswana has also assembled. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Okay, now, what then? Has the Lord said? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If the Lord has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. What then? Ha- ha- How the Lord said? <laughs> and I want to move step by step. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> because I want to wash my hands <laughs> before the Lord <laughs> and tell him, <laughs> Lord. I have given it to them faithfully as you gave it to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In that way, you can now decide. In that way, you can decide whether you want to enter or not. Because they say information is power. So once you have the information, I can wash my hands. So listen precious people, the message I'm going to give you has a tremendous potential for revival. A historic revival the tremendous revival of the end time of the Holy Spirit. But let me first begin from square one. When the Lord spoke with me about the coming of the Messiah, what did the Lord say? That's where I want to begin today. And I'm going to walk you into a particular vision one by one. And those who can write, record, whatever you do, not to allow your memory let you down. And I'm sure we are recording a DVD, right? Right. Now listen to this. What did the Lord say about the coming of the Messiah? And then what is the message to the church in Botswana? Listen very carefully. It was a vision of night and that was November 1st, 2006. 2006, You can imagine how late the message has come. At about 3 a.m. in the morning. And in that vision I'm describing now, The Lord came to speak with me about the coming of the Messiah. It was about 3 a.m. 3 a.m. on that November 1, 2006. And the Lord had come to speak with me about the coming of the Messiah. What did the Lord say? Listen very carefully. In that vision, it was in the direction facing east, and I found myself looking into the sky, and when I looked into the sky, the Lord made me look at the thick, dark sky, and As I was looking at the thick dark sky, very dark, then all of a sudden, heaven opened into the thick dark sky. And when heaven opened into the thick dark sky, then I saw the glory of the Lord. Beginning to descend from heaven into the thick dark sky. And as the glory began to descend, it did not come in one form. The glory came in clusters, several clusters, one cluster, another cluster and that glory as it came in several clusters It was amazing to me because the glory began to transform the darkness of the sky. And as the glory was transforming the darkness, it was illuminating the dark sky. It was giving light to the darkness of the sky listen precious people as i was paying attention to that development that phenomenon in the sky listen now and then all of a sudden out of that glory when i looked inside heaven through the entrance that was open when I now managed to look through inside heaven, then I saw something that was of a different color. I saw the magnificence of the power of the majesty of the glory of God. But I also saw something inside. Within the brilliance of the glory of the Lord. I now saw another color. So I became interested in that color, in in that that vision. And then the more I looked at that something inside heaven. The more I realized that it was from small becoming larger. And and larger, and larger, and larger. It was becoming bigger and bigger. The more I looked at it. Everybody focus on me on this one now. And then when I was looking at that something, I realized it was golden in colour. You can imagine the Brilliant, stunning glory of the Lord. Now there is something golden in it. And then, yeah, no. that something came all the way until it reached the entrance. That was open. When I now looked at it, then I realized that they were two mighty, most glorious and powerful wedding rings, the Lord placed two mighty, Powerful, most glorious wedding rings at the entrance to heaven. So you can imagine the spectacular that I was be that that was my eyes were beholding. And also the shock that I could see this. Wow! Inside that vision, I was shocked. I said, "Wow!" And then when he played. He them at the entrance to heaven that was open. Look what he did with them. He began to flip them in opposite directions. So listen to this. This is very critical because this is the platform that launched that revival the Lord placed two mighty, golden, glorious wedding rings at that entrance that was open in the sky. And then, He began to flip them in opposite direction. Like this. Every ring was going in an opposite direction to the other. But in that vision, as I looked, He made me know that one ring belongs the church and the other one belongs the Messiah. So I, be, I had a problem. I began to have a problem in, in that vision. I began to wonder inside the vision. But these two wedding rings They are very identical. If you put one mirror here, you see the other one. Then I began to have a problem. I began to say, How can now the Messiah wear the same ring as the church? Inside the vision, I began to have a problem. And so yeah, no. I began to wonder in my own heart inside the vision. And you know yeah, no, the reason the Lord speaks with his servants when they are asleep. Yeah, no, to because it's because he arrests them. <laughs> he first arrests you such <laughs> like that you have no prejudices. Prejudices Personal opinion. So whatever is happening to you is what the Lord is doing to you. Is what the Lord is want is, is wanting to happen to you. So when I became worried, how can the Messiah wear the same ring as the church? That was deliberately orchestrated by the Lord. But anyhow, when the two wedding rings were being flipped slowly in opposite directions, then I realized the reason the Lord was doing so. He wanted me to see number one, Santa, how much accomplishment that heaven had achieved towards that event. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How much accomplishment in fact I remember the Lord made me almost feel the sense of accomplishment he was feeling it was like the Lord was saying that look how much i have achieved and then further to that i realized he wanted to show me the details on, on the wedding ring i am describing, very good i am describing some of those details here and when you look at the wedding rings themselves from outside, from where the Lord had lifted me up. They are made of very, very rich reddish brown gold, very rich. Today I am so happy. I am sharing the secrets of heaven with the church in Botswana. My heart is overflowing with joy. You know, in my hu- in my human mind. I thought I was going to Gaberone. So why? Why Mahalapia? I don't know. Because if the message can be this important, I would have thought we should be in a stadium with all pastors, all people in Gaberone. But the ways of the Lord, I do not know. One day when we get there, He may tell me why it was Mahalape first. But but listen to this. So when I... I was looking there, I realized it was rich, reddish, brown gold, very, very rich. Number two, he also made me know that the design, that design, even if I go everywhere on the earth, I will never find it. It is not anywhere on the earth. And then number three, he may. Uh, this is very powerful. He may know, know that that design. It is more like antique. Something of all. Yeah, do you understand? Somebody is saying like, oh, that it is very expensive, very costly, e, 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 ta ta very rich. E, And the design you cannot find today. It is like something antique of old. He made me know that. And when I looked at the surface of the wedding ring, from where he lifted me up, I thought, that some drizzle, rain, small rain, drizzle. the that, that some drizzle has had fallen on the rain. Some drizzle had fallen on the ring. And there there were droplets of water on the surface. That's what I thought. But then he made me know. That those were not. That those were not droplets of water. What I was seeing as droplets of water. They were. The finishing of the ring, and the finishing was so powerful, remember, the Lord is not showing me a movie, just have that at the back of your mind as I do. He is not saying, look, I am idle. Let me go show him some movie. Make sure as I describe the details, that is at the back of your mind. There is a specific reason for each one of the items I'm describing. Listen to me, precious people. I found out they were dots of gold, dots that the, the Lord had used to beautifully finish the wedding ring. And He made me know that if I touched the wedding ring on the surface, I would feel the traction of those dots. Then after that, then the voice spoke from heaven. What did the voice say? The voice then said, that from today on, all authority In heaven and authority on the earth has been given to Christ Jesus. That is what the voice first said. And then a silence appeared again. So now, when I was looking at the wedding ring, From that point on, now I understood a little bit more about these wedding rings in the sky. Now I was saying to myself that wow, so these rings are the representation, the embodiment of the authority of Christ. So I was very stunned I understood it better now a little bit. I said, wow. wow. So this is the authority of Christ. So this is the symbol of the authority of Christ. Don't worry, I am going to give you the revelation after this. But, But just allow me to describe. Listen to these precious people, <inaudible> the more I looked <inaudible> with the silence consuming the skies, <inaudible> then the voice spoke again. <inaudible> what did the voice say this time around? <inaudible> the voice said that look and see who is seated on the white horse. And I remember that when I looked slightly above the wedding ring, at the threshold of heaven, inside heaven a bit, but above the wedding ring. Then I was shocked because I saw The most powerful, the most glorious. The mightiest white horse of heaven. And when I looked at the horse in that vision, I did not understand the message the Lord wanted me to get. The message I did not get. When I looked at the powerful, most glorious white horse of heaven. I did not understand the message. Because I looked at it then I wondered What is the meaning of this? Until when I looked at the behavior of the white horse, that is when I got the message. How did the white horse behave? today I am sharing the secrets of heaven with the church of Christ in Botswana. I am very, very honored and blessed today because as you will see, very shortly, you will not get this message anywhere else because of what has happened to the church that I'm going to describe here. But listen, how did the horse behave so I can get my message to bring to Botswana and the nation? Look at how the horse behaved. He lifted his front legs. He lifted his front legs. And he put down. Very good. So he lifted his front legs. And he put them down and he lifted and put down. And he was walking the tail, the tail like. This like that. This like this. And in English, they say the neighing of the horse. The neighing, neighing of the horse. the name of the horse. So when I heard that, and I saw that, then I understood the message the Lord wanted me to bring to the church on earth. Because he made me know that any moment this horse is going to be released you understand now that is the message finally i got that any moment he is going to look he's about to be released he's about to be released hallelujah, hallelujah. and then after that i woke up So what is the message to the church in Botswana? From that mighty conversation, the vision of the wedding ring. This is when I want all of you to now really focus on me. Very carefully, pastors, everybody here. What then is the message to the church in Botswana from that mighty vision of the wedding rings in the sky? But before I give the revelation, I want all of us to be on the same page. Because of what has happened to the church. World over. Before I give the revelation. I want us to be on one page. One understanding all over. In fact. These points I am going to give now. They will make you understand the revelation better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now let me begin. Number one. Every time the Lord speaks, every time Jehovah speaks. You as the church of Christ. You must find it in the Bible. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. I'm saying because of what has happened to the church lately. It is important we sort out some things first. To avoid misunderstanding and confusion. And to bring correction to the dysfunction. He saying number one. That every time Jehovah speaks, you must find it in the Bible. And in fact, in other words, he's saying that if somebody comes and says, look, Jehovah has spoken with me and you don't find it in the bible you can dismiss it you can say to yourself the lord has not spoken and that man is not sent Is not the prophet of the lord you the Bible ought to be the standard. The Bible ought to be the benchmark. The yardstick For measuring when God has spoken It ought to be the balance, the scale You put the Bible here And whatever they say the Lord has said You put it here and you see if it can weigh <laughs> up. Hallelujah. Hey, the moment of truth has arrived in Botswana. <laughs> Listen to me. Nobody, nobody will ever deceive you again. That's why I say, before I give the revelation. It is so critical that we first sort out certain few things. Number one, every time the Lord speaks, it must line up with scripture. You can almost tell where the problem went wrong in the church. When she failed to line it up, Then everybody walked in and said, The Lord says, The Lord says, The Lord says. Then we have the situation we have today. Number two Every time the Lord speaks, He must always centralize. The holiness of God in the church. The moment of truth is here. Every time the Lord speaks. When you look at that conversation. You should be able to see. The holiness of God being raised. Did you understand that? It makes you begin to wonder now. What are these other things we have been listening to? He says, Every time Jehovah speaks, if you listen carefully, you hear him saying but be holy nah, for i am holy <laughs> did you understand <laughs> and that's why i said you cannot get this on christian tv yeah, no. <laughs> only in finland now there is a tv station that has volunteered to air it <laughs> and germany right? and germany One big TV station is covering the whole Germany now. When they listened, they said, We want to air it for free. Free of church. Only there. So write these things. It will help the church. Because this land needs revival and this is the message that cleans out the moral decay you see in in Botswana. so number three every time the Lord speaks he must always rebuke sin Hey, every time Jehovah speaks, if you listen very carefully, you'll see him rebuking sin. Wow, wow. Number four. Every time Jehovah speaks, even in the old testament, When you look at it carefully, (laughs) you'll see him pointing at the coming Messiah. In, In other words, you hear as if he's saying, behold the Messiah cometh. Why? That you may prepare the way. In your heart. Can I finish with number five? Every time Jehovah speaks. Every time Jehovah speaks. speaks, He must always Build the kingdom of God in the church. It makes you wonder what has been happening in the church. <laughs> and this is the message that has brought forth the historic 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 in the whole bible that revival is historic this is the message that launched it in other words i feel that the lord is actually launching forth a historic revival in Botswana also now, Are we on the same page? So what is the revelation then? That the Lord is bringing to the church in Botswana. Based on the mighty vision of the glorious wedding rings in the sky. What is the message? Now, listen very carefully, precious people. The Lord our God, when He sent Jesus Christ of Nazareth to us to walk the earth, our dusty roads, with His glorious feet. After the Lord Jesus had accomplished the work on the cross, look what happened. He came out and he took his disciples. And on one occasion, he walked with them outside the wall of Jerusalem. Towards the eastern gate, then he went with them on the Mount of Olives. And when he went to the Mount of Olives, they climbed the western slopes of the Mount of Olives. And then they went to the eastern slope. Over there, there is a place called Bethany. So when they arrived at Bethany, then he did this. He blessed them. And after he had blessed them, then a cloud came and lifted him off and that cloud ruptured him and covered him in. And, and he went away you can imagine the disciples the holy spirit had not yet come and so the disciples they were in shock Anxiety. Pain. Fear. They were in that condition. When two appeared. Two appeared. And said, Men of Galilee why do you look so anxiously like this why do you look up so intently like this why do you look so fearfully like that know ye not don't you know That this same Jesus, who has been taken away from you, will come back in like manner. (laughs) The Bible promises. That the Messiah would come back. Now you are beginning to understand a little bit more why he has sent me here. The Bible promises. That if the Messiah went. He must come back. And in one of the scriptures. The book of John chapter 14, verses 1 to verse 3, John chapter 14, 14. verses 1 to verse 3, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my father's house. Are many rooms. If it were not so. I would have told you. I am going there. To prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back to take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. The Lord promised in the Bible he promised that he was going to the Father's place to prepare a place for the church. And and he, and he said when he goes to the Father's place to prepare a place for the church, he would be back he would come back to take you that you too may be there that is the promise of the rapture of the church that is where he promised to come and take you that you can also be in heaven Uh, we don't have time to read all of them But listen to this now. The same Bible. When you read it. It presents two coming backs. Two of them. One of them is in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 1 7 says, Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Now listen to me precious people Everybody focus on me now In this type of coming of the Messiah He says when he comes All eyes will see him And he says Even those who pierced him Meaning, even the enemies of God. Did you understand? He he says, everybody will see him. And if you look carefully, you see, there is mourning. They mourn, they cry. Revelation chapter 16 verse 15 hallelujah another coming of the messiah Uh, and he says behold i come like a thief blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed Listen to this. The first one we read, when he comes, everybody will see him. The second one, he comes like a thief. So which one are I bringing to you? By this vision of the two wedding rings. Which, come, which coming of the Messiah am I talking about? Listen to precious people. I am talking about the coming of the Messiah when the Messiah comes like a thief. We need to be clear on that so they may understand the treasure. Okay. and the gravity of the deliberations that are going on. Today. Okay, if I am talking about the coming of the Messiah like a thief, Then what is the message? What is the revelation from the wedding ring? Step by step. Because I want you to absorb and understand very well. I could have done like my predecessors have done. To walk in here. And say... Behold, the Messiah is coming. And say, prepare the way Botswana. Return to righteousness. Be holy. And then I walk away. And as I'm walking away, I would have said, And when all these things come to pass, Then you shall shall know that the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I could have done that. But something tells me there is so much at stake. For the Lord to allow me to literally teach. Now listen to these precious people. What is the revelation? Number one. For me, in that vision, I said <inaudible> That when I looked at the mighty display, the exposition of the glorious wedding ring, <inaudible> I saw the Lord saying, <inaudible> that look how much resources, Look how much time. Look how much effort. I have put in. And look how much I have achieved. That's the first thing I said I saw. And so. What does the Bible call that day? Because we must line it up with scripture. The Bible calls the day when the Messiah comes. Like a thief. The Bible calls it. The day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. The day of the wedding of the Lamb. And you are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Number two, step by step and so there yeah, no in the way the lord presented it jano yeah, ka ha morena ana e baya you could almost feel his sense of achievement. In other words, look at this now. When you go in Botswana, you tell your son, maybe your daughter, a little baby probably, and you tell them one day I'll buy you a watch. And so they begin to anticipate for that. I'm just using this for you to get a little drop in a notion of what this means to the church. Before we read the scripture. And so, and then one day you arrive with the watch. But you come and stand at the door. Let's say your son is called Johnny. And your daughter is probably Mary. Or Joanne. Joanne. And he said, Joanne. Look what I have. Did you understand? What will the babies do? They will run to it. They will run to it. And so that is what the Lord is doing. He saying, Are, ever since the Messiah went to the cross, and defeated death, the earth has been waiting for when He comes and the Lord expects us that when he now tells us look what I have accomplished look what I got for you he expects the waiting charge to run towards it. did you understand the message? before I give you the revelation in the scripture. The other thing, we always know that when there is going to be a wedding, even in the church in Botswana, then, the rings, the rings are very key to the extent that many times the pastor will, after doing the premarital council, and then when it's now about to happen, when yeah. he knows next weekend, he must announce it. The pastor will always Call the young man and the young lady, and especially the young man has this responsibility. And you will ask him, I am going to announce that wedding. Are you ready? Are we back? Because today as I go to church, I'm going to announce it. And the young man will say, Yes, I'm ready. And normally the pastor will fire back. If you are ready, wear the ring. And when the pastor sees the ring, the, the rings are now ready. That wedding must now happen. Did you understand? So, when the wedding rings are ready, it in other words says, that all the preparations have been finalized. Did somebody understand me? Now let us go then to scripture and see what does the Bible say about these wedding rings in the sky. Today your lives have changed Forever. Today. Because of this message. Because as you are soon going to hear. It comes with a lot of rebuke. Because that is how the Lord speaks. The every time the Lord speaks, he must rebuke sin. Why? Because he is holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so but let us go to the Bible and line it up with scripture and see what do we get on this message. The Bible celebrates the day of the wedding of the Lamb. And the scripture that celebrates is Revelation chapter 19. Turn with me to Revelation 19. There's a Scripture, that celebrates the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. Revelation 19 verse 6 to 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 19. Revelation 19 verse 6 then i heard what sounded like a great multitude like the roar of rushing waters like loud peals of thunder shouting hallelujah for our lord god almighty reign Ale Mansi, Lubile Luntejaca, Luntejaca di Tumote, Colo, Tamaru Alone, Tamaru Lore, Hallelujah, Hone Morena, Mujimu Warona, Motatayote, Uabusa. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Listen to these precious people. He is describing the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. Utalo Saka, Lefatileola, Mrena, Kakaquanayamu and when he describes it, the first thing you pick out is that when that day arrives, there will be a historic celebration in heaven. Number two, a historic Felicitation, joy in heaven. Ah Number three, A historic jubilation in heaven. Ah That's what he's describing. He says Are, like millions upon millions of heavenly hosts celebrating historic. Let us find out why are they celebrating. He's saying verse 7, Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. Yare are itumela re are are o ghalaletse Aru o ghalaleteng Yalo Yakwana ya Lemo ya kwana Wapesi fithile le wa o listen to me janorater he say are That the entire celebration that you are seeing in heaven when that day arrives that the historic jubilation is for one thing is for one reason that that day has finally arrived What does that tell you? Long time in waiting. Great anticipation for many years. And he says, finally has come. And when he finally arrives, the entire heaven celebrates his story again number one meaning they have waited for that day so long number two he's saying are, that not only has that day arrived but when they look at the bride they find she's ready they say that is The bigger reason for celebration. That when the day arrives and they look at the bride, they say, Wow, she's ready. So if you follow this conversation carefully, the celebration in heaven is anchored on the preparedness of the bride. Oh yes. Oh, okay. You are beginning to understand why oh, I'm here. I you, you now begin to understand why I'm here. I you this is a historic moment in the church. You the Lord by bringing me to discuss this conversation with him. You, you can almost hear the Lord saying, that you are the generation that prepares for the coming of the Lord. You almost hear him saying that you are the church that prepares for the joy of heaven. You are the church for whom the celebration in heaven is dependent. Oh yes, it's a very high calling. Can we continue first? Then verse 8, he says, fine linen bright and clean was given to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteousness of the saints. Listen very carefully. Precious church in Botswana. Kenya has fed on this message for nine years. And that's why you see that historic revival for you today and tomorrow are equal to nine years for Botswana Because even the church in Botswana must prepare in equal measure. Equal measure. The Lord is not going to say. Ah, Botswana, you you received it only for two days. I I am going to lower the bar for you. (laughs) So you may jump over. No, no, absolutely absolutely not. So that's why this is intensive. Time has run out. So listen to this. What is the Lord saying here? He's saying that when the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God arrives, there will be historic celebration, jubilation, Uh. felicitation Uh. in heaven. And he says, when he listens to them, They are celebrating and saying, "For our Lord God Almighty reign." It is as if that is the day that stamps the approval Says, surely the Lord he reigns. As if that is the day that affirms the reign of God. And listen to this now. In that celebration, if you look at the undercurrent, the underpinnings of the celebration. Then you hear them saying that this whole celebration, historic, is because the day has arrived. and much more than arrived, it has found the bride also ready. And he's saying that when the bride is ready, she does not need a banner, a sticker. She does not need to write on the back, the back of the cross, to write something, saying, ready, on the back, and say, bride ready. He's saying no. He's saying, that when she's ready, heaven can simply look, look there, and when they will see her, wearing a fine linen, bright and clean, Then they say, aha, she is ready now. Did you understand that? This is a very powerful message. Because if you go to Spanish, Spanish, Spanish says, Lino Fino, Lino Fino, Fine Linen, Lino Fino. Lino Fino. Lino fino. That is Spanish. <laughs> but when I took this message to Angola here, then I found that Portuguese was higher, was even better. Better than Spanish and English. Because Portuguese said, instead of saying lino fino, they say lino finissimo. Meaning, the finest linen of all fine linen. Did you understand me? Did you understand me? You say, not just fine linen. Because of the gravity of that day, it has to be the finest of all fine linen. And he says that, by the way, that fine linen she wears bright and clean. He says, Are. that is actually the righteousness of the church. Are. Hallelujah. hallelujah Now you now begin to understand the conversation the Lord is having with the church here.:: Now finally you understand. Finally, you can now understand why the Lord has sent me to Botswana. And when He sent me to Botswana, He has told me to go to the church. Go go to the house of the Lord. And stand there and begin saying those pronouncements to them. Begin decreeing those oracles to them. What is the Lord saying in that vision of the wedding ring? The Lord is essentially saying that look born. That day, when the day comes, the bride of Christ that enters the kingdom of God, o ga o si the only way they will know she's ready, the church of Christ in Botswana, ke ke ya na, ya mo the only way they will know she's ready, is that when heaven looks at her, ke they will see she is wearing the righteousness of the Lord. And for the Lord to send me here and send me to the church and the nation of Botswana. And tell me, go to the altar and tell them this. Tell them that The church that wears the righteousness of the Lord. That can only mean one thing. It has been lacking. There is a shortage. A very acute shortage of righteousness in the church. If there was righteousness in the church. Ah he does not have to send me.: He has to tell me, "Go to the other one is the one who has no righteousness.": Listen to me, precious people. This message says. Listen precious people In other words this message The two wedding rings in the sky They are screaming out to the nation They are trumpeting to the church globally That hey church of Christ Are you aware That behold the dispensation of righteousness is here. Are you, are you aware? Are you aware that you are the dispensation of righteousness? And you know, at times I want to cry. At times, my tears, I feel like I need to weep very loud. Why? Because when I look at the love that the Lord is bestowing on you people, by engaging in this kind of conversation, it is as if I begin to wonder, how about those Christians Who died? They they lived a casual life like that casual and died, and they were not even holy and died. How about them? They, they simply died living casual christian lifestyle what a tragedy how about you now then i see now but for these ones here before anything happens before the messiah comes before they die he has come to say hey righteousness so the wedding rings in the sky they are exalting the righteousness of the lord Listen to me, precious people. He's saying here that this message gives responsibility on the pastor. This message is re pastors today. How is he re-discipling pastors? He's telling them that listen to me, pastors. This, number one, is the dispensation of righteousness. Number two, you are the generation of righteousness. In other words, number three is saying that the wedding rings in the sky they announce into the church that look you have responsibility. You must also prepare a garment. Did you understand me? He is saying well and good wonderful, powerful that the wedding rings are ready. But it puts the burden on the church. Why? Because he says, when he was dispensing that message, he was saying, look how much effort I have put in. In other words, from when the Messiah finished the work on the cross, from that day on, heaven began to prepare. And we can see in the celebration of verse 6. When he says, it is celebrated as, indeed, a day well awaited for. But he's telling the pastors, that if your are judges, if your generation is the generation of righteousness, then he's saying that your summons from today on have to line up with the righteousness requirement of the hour. Oh, yes, he's saying have to line up, have to line up with the righteousness requirement of this hour. Otherwise, you are not in step with the Holy Spirit. Did you understand me? Did you see the kind of treasured message he has brought you? Because he's saying he will come like a thief. However, the standard of God will not change. Because in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14, 14, he says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. And then he says, for without holiness, nobody will see the Lord. Did you understand the gravity of this? So can I now share A little deeper now. Can I now share deeper? Listen precious people. We were reading Revelation 19 verses 6 to verse 9. But we only stopped at verse 8. So let us read verse 9. Yes, let us read verse 9 and then we'll see how treasured the gravity of this message is. And he says, he says verse 9, then the angel said to me, write Blessed are those who are invited into the wedding supper of the Lamb, and he said, These are the true words of God. The devil is being uprooted from church. Oh, yes. hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you understand what he's saying? <inaudible> he's saying <inaudible> that my coming here today <inaudible> is essentially <inaudible> to redefine to the church <inaudible> what the blessedness of God is. <inaudible> Because the church in Botswana has been saying, I am blessed. I, want, I, I am blessed. I, I will bless you. I want, I want you to bless me. Blessing, 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 blessing. And that blessing, they have tagged it, they have anchored it on the good roads <laughs> oh, yes on the you know they, they are marked more than the roads in europe in Helsinki, when I was coming from the TV station to the hotel, we met potholes, But I haven't yet met potholes in Botswana. Bless me, bless me, I, I want to be blessed. but so But that blessing, Botswana, Botswana has anchored it on the earthly things. The people from Europe, by Europa, the people from Europe, but by Europa, they came to Africa, Africa, and they found when we were worshiping the sun, we said, "Wow, it's too bright, must be God." We were worshipping the moon. The big trees, the mountains, the rivers. And also the elephant. They say it is too big. This must be God. And then they told us stop it, stop it now Jesus Christ of Nazareth he has now already gone to the cross let us worship him and they began to build Christian schools Christian Bible colleges St. Mary's hospitals Uh, So they removed us from worshipping those things But in these days God is sending me back to Europe Because he found out that they have gone back to moon worship. they are worshipping the sun. They are sitting with their backs facing the altar. Facing east. They go for new age in India east. Facing east they are worshipping facing east and they are worshipping the big rivers and they are worshipping the light light, light they say wow we have no power failure <laughs> and I told them that they are also worshipping good roads and good cancer hospitals that if I fall sick I will go to hospital I will be alright and so the Lord has sent me back there to to tell them that hospitals are not God that good roads are not God that sometimes you need bad roads that you may worship the Lord listen to me somebody the church in Botswana I am redefining blessedness. He's saying that a nation that is blessed cannot be measured by good roads, cannot be measured by income, the dollars. The dollar, the the puller. A nation that is successful, that is blessed in the eyes of God, can only be measured by the invitation to the wedding supper of the Lamb. The moment of truth, those things, the Lord knows you need them. Oh, it's all right. The good roads, He knows you need these roads. But if you turn around and you turn them into a golden calf, oh, boy, the of love, the morning, a golden calf. And the church in Botswana, you know, bless me, Pastor, bless me. Bishop, please bless me. I want to be blessed. And the Lord told me, run there. There is a misunderstanding. There is a miscommunication going on there. Go there to the altar of the Lord and redefine for them blessedness of the Lord. And he's saying, Blessed are those who are invited into the wedding feast of the Lamb. Meaning those who enter. Why is the Lord saying so? Because He's saying the blessedness of the Lord is eternal. It is not something you get today and then you say, ah, I, I got it, but I have, now I'm finished. I loved it. <laughs> He's saying when God blesses you, Botswana, you enter the eternal kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of Botswana, you can live less than 150. So let's say you are going to live 150. Then let's say the Messiah will not have come. At 150 you die. And if you look very carefully, if you reach 110, the quality of life may not be very good, right? But what I'm saying is this. The Lord is saying that after 900 trillion years are over, trillion years are over, eternity has not yet begun. So He's saying it is worthy to invest. In this kingdom. In other words, the Lord is saying here. That you are so blessed Botswana. Because today I have arrived. With an invitation card inviting you to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he says that that and that alone consigns and defines blessedness in the church. He says, look, I have seen the rings are ready. This is the invitation card. Please enter. And another message you need to understand is this. Someone like me, the Lord has already shown me the earth after the rapture. After the rapture, I have seen. And what I have seen, you don't want to know. You want to know only one thing. He has put the wedding ring, he opened heaven and put the rings at the door. Meaning, the Lord is saying, Church in Botswana, Church of Christ in Botswana, Botswana. you just enter through this wedding. Don't go into philosophy. Do you believe in pre-tribulation? Do you believe in mid-tribulation? Do you believe in post? Get out of head wisdom. Get it and throw it out. You just prepare yourself did you understand me? The human philosophy and theology get it and throw it away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the best teacher is the Holy Spirit. Oh yes, oh yes. Which means, the Lord is bringing, is anchoring the church back to the Holy Spirit. Let me share this. What is coming to Botswana? What the Lord spoke to me yesterday, about Botswana. First of all, I want to mention, that the Lord is saying to Botswana Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And He's saying that prepare the glorious garment. That garment is free of church gratis. When Jesus died on the cross in Isaiah 53, you see the tremendous travail, the tremendous pain and agony he went through to purchase for you that wedding garment. There is so much about the cross you don't know which I know. When I was still in the United States of America, and refusing to come, because I thought what I was doing was very important, And the Lord was pushing me. Every night the cloud appeared and spoke. Every night. I feared to go to sleep. Look how he broke me down. Then one night he came and showed me how Jesus was crucified. And I wept for three months. I was weeping for three months. I became dysfunctional. Because he even took me down to show me how Jesus went down. And then lightning struck there with the glory of the Lord and then then he came out there is so much about the cross which I may not share here but the Lord is saying the following that that horrendous price in Isaiah 53 Isaiah 53 that Jesus paid in Psalm 22 22 when he was crying to the Father Father Luke. They have pierced my feet. Bata dinaosaka. Look, my father. You have never abandoned me. Look, they have pierced my hands also. He says hungry bulls of Basham have surrounded me. And they are dumbling over my garment. I know you have never abandoned me. And I know you will not. He was crying for help from the Father and the Bible says from eternity the father has never they have never separated from eternity and we don't know where eternity begins from and on that day he was separated from the father he's saying that that price Jesus paid was in order to purchase for you a glorious garment. That now you also may wear the righteousness of the Lord. So listen to me now. When somebody receives Jesus, they automatically get the garment. So, so my coming here is essentially to ask a few questions. To ask the church a few questions. To ask the church, ever since you received the garment, in other words, ever since you became born again, have you kept your garment? fine, lean, and bright, and clean. Let me share on what the Lord has shown me about the garment of the church in Botswana. When Before I came, He already showed me there is this pastor He was walking on a very straight, nice road, which is illuminated. The Lord showed it to me. In a dream. And he was walking very well. And I see him reaching near a building. I see him. He is walking on a straight path. And I saw the path was with light, illuminated. And then I see him reaching near a building. And when he reaches there, then I notice this woman that was beside him. And this woman was following him and was telling him and I see a heap of money quite a bit of money it is a a dollar, I don't know but it's quite a bit and she was telling him take this, take this and come (inaudible) and and come to my house (inaudible) it looked like there was a love affair and I liked something about that pastor Because he was having a battle in his heart a serious fight and he was saying, should I take it? but if I I take it it is wrong for the Lord it is wrong to the Lord, should I take it or what? but if I take it, this is compromise it will hurt my ministry he was having a battle a fight the battle of the mind within himself but when they reached this balcony, next to this balcony, the road was near the balcony, the, the veranda, veranda, veranda. Then I saw him turn away from the road, and he took the money. But he knew in his heart, you know the Lord, (laughs) you should know how the Lord speaks to these prophets. He gives you overwhelming information. For example, when I come to the meetings, I know where you people sit and what you'll be thinking, some of you, when I reach a certain point, what this person will be thinking in the mind. It is incredible. It's overwhelming. But he made me know what the pastor was thinking. The pastor took the money and left the way of the Lord. And then he entered into the house with this woman. He took the money. <laughs> and then, the Lord made me know that he was crying in his heart. you he was saying, "Oh, I have done this. I know I have done this." It. But it's hurting me. I think I have fallen. And he fell in sexual sin with this woman and when I tell you sexual sin I have all the details the same way he was speaking to me about the number ones you see on global TV number one again the same kind of conversation And I sent a message to them and I said the Lord says repent, begin to preach the gospel of the cross and the blood. The gospel of the cross and the blood, blood, not the gospel of private aircraft. And when I began to rebuke them, I say, who is this one from Africa who can even say such a thing? From Africa? What good thing can come from there? But they say it's about Bethlehem. Bethlehem, Bethlehem at You are the least among all cities. The same way I rebuked. Some of them began to reply me through global TV. Boy, he was was hurting. The The Lord, however, showed me the day they received the DVD. And in the bedroom, put and watched. And there I was talking to him. And I said, Repent, lest the Lord judge you. Because they are saying, Saw a seed. And and get your miracle and me i'm saying be careful repent the messiah is coming one of them takes the same aircraft and in fact i was in chile when the Lord showed me, I'm talking about the top number one you see in the world, global TV, TBN, what name it. And I'm saying, I rebuked their sins. When the Lord spoke to me about them in the dream, from the grass-touched houses of Africa. And I told them. And I said. Please repent. Stop selling the blood of Jesus. They are selling products on TV. Merchandising. But when I was in Chile. After they had refused to listen to me. Then the Lord shows me how one of them is going to fall. Like the same conversation about the Botswana pastors. And in that conversation I see he arrives with a private aircraft in one country with a beach. Because there is an ocean and the plain lands. It may be a country with a beach. And then, at that place, he is now with the lady. And I see him going to the gym. And the gym is, you know me, I see quite everything almost. The gym is underground and a- after the gym the lady is also in the gym they are doing it then they shower and go to the sixth the number is six. sixth floor and there there is a Japanese restaurant and I see them eating a meal I'm talking about the number ones you see on global TV. So they are eating a Japanese meal. And then after that, they go to the presidential suite. soho? And there is a room first which you first enter, a room which you first enter, you hang coats and what before you go to the other rooms. And the Lord removed me from Chile where I was doing the big revival. In fact I was warning about the earthquake which eight point eight before it happened. Because homosexuality had split the church there into two. And so, one group of pastors and bishops, pastors' fellowship, they were saying, if you accept homosexuality, they give you a lot of money, you build a church. <laughs> I don't know where the rain began to beat us from, but the issue is so they formed split two pastors' fellowships. One fellowship says homosexuality is sin. And then they said, Okay, you be like that, we will not give you money. The government, the government, the government said, will not give you money if you continue speaking like that. But the other group said, you know, for us, we accept homosexuality. You know, homosexuals are just normal people. Like, no, like us. And then, I went there. The Lord sent me there. To rebuke homosexuality in Chile. That is when the earthquake, I began to prophesy judgment coming to Chile. And then the Lord in the Spirit lifted me up to show me this other evangelist or pastor or whoever he is. So now they came into the presidential suite. And the Lord brought me in the spirit and I stood by the door. And on my right hand side the glory of the Lord stood like this. And his voice came from the glory. And he said, Tell them to repent. And I saw them go into sexual sin. And then the next part, the next day they were walking in the streets of Italy. They were walking in the streets. And then the Lord made me walk next to them. And then I heard the lady saying, Why do I feel like we have been followed? Probably they sensed I was following them. In the same way the Lord showed me about the Botswana pastors. That one, you see what happened after that. It became a global scandal but now Botswana pastors the Lord is telling the church that the love of money has has become the biggest curse in the church he is saying that the preachers of righteousness are now gone e baruti ba tsiamo habayo. everybody from the greatest to the least mngole mo mo ho motona go ya ko ho is greedy for gain